Calling all fantasy football fans. Put your skills to the test this week for a chance to win cash on FanDuel. This week, don't miss FanDuel's Sunday Million Tournament, paying out at least a million dollars in prizes. Think you know fantasy football? Prove it. Try FanDuel now. Get up to $50 in free entries. New users who deposit will get five free entries to NFL 50-50 Beginner Contest, valued at up to $50. You'll get one free entry a week for five weeks. The value of free entries varies based on deposited amount. Go to FanDuel.com, click the Join Join Now button, and use our promo code REBOUND. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Promo code REBOUND, void, where prohibited. Guys, this might be my last episode of The Rebound because I'm throwing away all of my technology. I'm done with all of it. I hate all of it. (laughs) Well, this is uh, unexpected development. I'm very angry at technology well, today. Can I have your technology? <laughs> You're very angry at what? My technology. technology. I don't think you even want it. I don't think you want it. Are you sure? It depends. Uh, I think. You're Tell wrong. me more. I'll take your. Okay. I'll take. I'll take your movie theater. <laughs> it, will, <laughs> it will inevitably happen during the recording of the show because it seems to. Have, oh, it just happened. It seems to happen about every five minutes that um, all of my things, all of my iOS devices and Macs, are like, "Hey, you should enable Wi-Fi calling." But the fun thing is, I've enabled Wi-Fi calling. It works. If somebody calls, all my devices ring, and yet it keeps wanting to remind me, "Hey, feel free to set up Wi-Fi calling," and they all come in in sync at exactly the same time from my new iPhone to everything else, including to my old iphone and uh it's really pissing me off because it all works and if i turn wi-fi calling off on my iphone then sure now it stops bothering me but if i turn it on because i want to use it it's like hey all of your other devices can also be used for wi-fi and just keeps telling me again and again and i don't know why and well, i can't so stop this it. is the wi-fi calling feature not the like uh the the relay feature it's both it's some combination of the interesting. two interesting okay i've never turned on i've turned on wi-fi calling for my iphone but i've never enabled it i know it can pass through the other devices but i have the relay like the uh continuity feature the apple's continuity feature whereas i think the wi-fi calling thing tends to be a network specific feature yes that's correct so this is yet another in the long line of t-mobile having problems with the iphone launch yeah i i think it must be the allow calls on other devices but i believe it's only when wi-fi calling is Where? also on so i'm Where currently that? turning off calls on other devices that's under phone in settings yeah, there are multiple features, one of which is Apple's and then one of which is a cell provider. The problem with turning off allow calls on other devices is that I would no longer be able to like take calls on uh, my watch. And oh. sometimes I have answered calls <laughs> Sorry, on was, my watch I and gonna, on my I iPad. was going to make fun of you for that, but I've done it yeah. too. <laughs> I, I do it only if I can't find my phone. But anyway, I've, I'm turning it off, so we'll see if it stops. But that's been making me mad. Hmm. Uh, I think you might have seen on Twitter I had some issues getting my new iPhone. <laughs> it seemed like maybe there were a problem or two. Hmm. So uh, T-Mobile sent me a text on Thursday morning at around 6 a.m. saying, hey, your phone will arrive today. I got that hint because the day before they said your phone is shipping and it's shipping next day. (laughs) Um, And so then that day when I got the, hey, your phone will arrive today, that same moment, that was the last text message that phone ever received because (laughs) they shut off its service. And... um, I, it was a day when I had a lot of traveling to do for work. I was going to Hoboken, which is a 45-mile drive. And then I had to go into Manhattan. Uh, and to be away from home all day, and also driving to places I don't typically drive to, and taking subways and path trains I don't normally take, and doing that all without any data sucked. I'm not gonna lie. I it's am like not good were, at those It's things. like you were back in the 1990s. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. And my wife, I was talking to Lauren ahead of time, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to download some offline Google Maps uh, before I leave so that I can at least, even though it won't be able to route around traffic, which is a big deal. Like it made my drive take 
two hours instead of just 90 minutes. Um, I'm gonna, she's like, well, when you're getting close, why don't you just call somebody who's already there and have them navigate for you at that point? And I'm like, well, because my phone doesn't work. <laughs> and it's like when when there's right. a power failure and you're like oh maybe we'll just watch tv it's like no, you can't do that. <laughs> where does yeah. this end uh so that sucked then the phone came you know well the phone came to my house and then, of course ups helpfully texted me that my phone was there but i was not able to get that text message and uh when i got home and took the phone out of the box and had it start setting itself up it's all done with setup it does the iCloud restore but it's not my phone i mean it, it belongs to me i guess but it's not my phone number uh it has no connection to my data i can't put my old sim card in it because that sim card has been deactivated and the new sim card is a different number uh with area code 911 by the way what, what? which is that's awesome. a thing i don't know but that's what the number was when i called my home phone from it um except i couldn't really call until <laughs> I, I could get it to display its number, which was a 911 area code. I couldn't place calls from it. Uh, if I tried to call anybody, it would call T-Mobile. And then I would say to T-Mobile's you know, voice system and button-pushing thing, hey, I'd like to talk to a representative. He'd be like, no problem. And then it would disconnect me. That happened about 50 times. And I don't know when you're already pissed off if you've ever called a voicemail system and had it disconnect you after pressing like six different buttons to get to where you have to be. Uh-huh. Like you have to give you your phone number and your PIN or whatever else, representative. And then it would just disconnect you. Instead of putting you on hold, it would disconnect you. That made me really happy. So I called back again at 11 o'clock at night because that was the next time I had available. And they're like, your expected wait time is three hours. Or we can call you back um when it's your turn in line and i was like let's do that because my day has already been ruined let's just ruin my night too they didn't wait three hours they only waited about two and a half hours um god they called uh in the one o'clock hour on my home phone thank goodness because my other phone didn't work and it took like one minute for them to fix it i had to read them the code of the Mm -hmm. new sim card and they activated and that was it um Seems like and that could like, be an online tool. Yeah, it should be. It seems like they yeah, should just really. not fucking deactivate your old phone, <laughs> and they should know what they're sending you. Um, but they screwed up every aspect, and I was too tired to yell at them because it was, you know, one something well, in the morning. Well played, D-Mobile. Incidentally, but it all sucked. FYI, I, I was just curious about this. A phone, a deactivated phone, will show a nine one one area code. Um, in part because they, mm. even if it's deactivated, it still needs to be able to call nine one one because that's a that's a law. Um, or at least, I guess that's a federal or a state law in some cases. So they, apparently, if you call in nine one one, you'll see an area code nine one one with a number in front of it. If they if they call emergency mm. services, which is weird, but okay. Well, did did they do something weird this time where they had to swap out the SIM cards? Because usually, didn't didn't you just take your old SIM card and pop it in your new phone? No, that I, was. I, I know. I'm you pretty sure I've done do, that before. Though. Yeah, I feel like I have done that before, but I think it really depends on your network and your various other. Fa- I don't really know because so I t- I upgraded my phone in the store. Right, I took my old phone in, and they took the old phone and the new phone. Um, they did not, to my recollection, they took the SIM out of the old phone, but they did not put it in the new phone. Um, yeah. The new phone had its own SIM already, and they just transferred. They activated that separately using the I, yeah, you know, the codes both, and stuff from the old phone. With both my wife's and my son's, they took the old SIM out, and they gave us the old SIMs. Right. Well, they don't um, want them, right? Because that has data yeah, on it that they right. don't want to be responsible put, for. But they put new SIMs in the new phones. Yeah, I, I don't. I think they take the Sims out just to just to get rid of them, but they don't put the they don't swap them. Usually, there's no reason in theory you couldn't. I mean, they're compatible. Right. Well, that's what I and that's what I was wondering. I just feel like in the past I've taken the old Sim and put it in the new phone. 
as uh, opposed to getting a whole new SIM card. Yeah, I think it, it totally depends on the activation process yeah, for and that. I, well, I was just, yeah, but I mean, so I'm, I'm on Verizon, and I was just kind of wondering if there was, like, something different well, for this, on this Verizon, it, on Verizon, it doesn't matter. The SIM card is not relevant to the Verizon network because Verizon doesn't use SIM technology. It has well, SIMs. Why doesn't, why doesn't my phone work if I don't have a SIM in it? <laughs> uh it i mean i think uh, my understanding was the verizon phones at least well older verizon phones i shouldn't say that older verizon phones definitely did not use sims that was one of the the incompatibilities between them the newer at some point they added sim slots because then if you used it internationally you could pop an international sim in there um i didn't think that the new ones required a sim because i thought that the verizon still didn't use those and essentially it's just an unlock sim slot that you can put stuff in if you go internationally but i could be incorrect yeah, but, about that yeah i think i think it's different now because um like my my son there's like a thing there you can where you can put a password i don't know how he did this because he's oh, always he's in the sim, settings, he's like sim locked things it? up he's always yeah he locked oh, the sim nice he locked the sim on it that's um, that's no good <laughs> yeah yeah and so for a while we had like a like a password on it and every time it rebooted yep, you have to put, put that in that's in. Cla- that's all that goes way back to you know when you used to actually store like contacts and stuff on your yeah, sim card right right yeah that's i think funny. i actually imported contacts from my first t-mobiles like on my first iphone from my oh. old t-mobile sim i think i actually did that process wow. like apple had to have a way to do that i, I remember that using um uh, what yeah was it, has one. it has one Oh yeah, mm, uh-huh. those were the days. Contacts from uh, from my Mac to uh, like my um, Sony Ericsson. Yeah, I remember doing something. I don't think I pulled stuff off my old crappy Motorola phone um, because I think most of my stuff yeah. at that point was in my contacts on my Mac. Right, that's the thing. I was in, yeah. I was, so I was managing everything on my Mac and then just shooting it to the phone periodically. That's uh, that's pretty funny. SIM cards are pretty hilarious, I think, <laughs> just as a concept. <laughs> now, I've only told you some of my technology pain. I would like to tell you about even more of it, if you're interested. Oh, we were on pins and needles. But before I tell you... Sims and needles. <laughs> before I tell Not you everybody. and my listeners... <laughs> There's the title. About, about more <laughs> of my pain. I want to tell you about something that doesn't give me pain. One piece of technology that I actually like, which I told you about last week too, it's Periscope Data. Periscope Data. I'm going to read their copy in a second, but just to be clear, the idea is you've got a database that you're using for something in work-related, whatever, whatever your business needs are, you've got a database. I don't care what the database is, any kind of SQL database. You want to do all kinds of reports and charts and graphs and data and email sets. It's a pain to have some developer build those all for you because your needs are ever-evolving. Periscope Data lets you create your own reports very, very easily and beautifully. I'm actually, I'm happy to endorse them because I genuinely use and love them. So, save time with faster queries, faster visualization, and faster sharing. You'll have time to answer the big questions instead of running routine data tasks. Why run slow queries on all data when Periscope allows you to run, save, and share analyses over billions of data rows in seconds. Periscope Data is the ultimate tool for fast and flexible data visualization. It's plug and play for immediate use and immediate value. Type SQL get charts. There's no uploading, no copying, no hassle. It's just you put in your query and it instantly gives you results that can be refreshed as fast as you want them to be refreshed. Fast analysis means quicker decision making. The charts and dashboards are always up to date. You never have to run the same query twice. Slice the data any way you want. They have charts, pivot tables, and you can share dashboards with live data. We do this. Like all of my hosts, all of our advertisers, they get custom little Periscope logins from us that only show them their data. It's great. Periscope Data is a powerful and intuitive tool that will bring your analysis to the next level. Get a free trial today by going to periscopedata.com slash rebound. That's periscopedata.com slash rebound. 
So uh, I updated to Max to Sierra, which I only did sure for the first time today. Uh, well, other than the thing where they keep popping up that thing about Wi-Fi calling, it's been mostly okay. But my iMac, the machine I'm using right now to record this very podcast, it just will not let me log into iMessage. And I put in my username and password. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't say that doesn't work. It doesn't say that's wrong. It just says nothing. And then eventually, sometimes it'll say, a failure occurred. <laughs> <laughs> a fa- failure we don't know who we don't know what mistakes were made we don't know by whom we don't know where something didn't go yeah so um i was telling dan before we actually started recording i'm i'm gonna try just i i turned off uh two step and i'm gonna switch to two factor with iCloud, is that right, yeah. Dan? Is yeah, that that's right? Uh, that's the way to right. go. The new one, right? So yeah, I'm doing. Yeah, I went I'm through that, that whole thing because I realized I didn't have it on. I thought I had it on, and so I went and and I and I looked at, at the iCloud page and I thought, oh, okay, I'll turn on two step authentication <laughs> is what I want. You turned on the thing that you wanted to turn off. That's good. I turned on the thing yes, that I didn't want, and then I had to deactivate it and go back and turn on the right thing. Apple did not make it very clear, no, uh, how to migrate from one to the other, or yeah. that they, well, they are two separate they things. Want you to be on two f- two factor right yeah yeah they should not offer two step anymore yeah i think the problem is there was i don't know why they didn't do this but they didn't like if you're on two step there is no obvious way to turn on two factor unless you turn off two step it exactly. doesn't even show up as an option right. until you've right. deactivated that's what, two step. that's and the weird thing is i didn't see two factor I don't remember seeing two factor when I went in to turn it on in the first place. Yeah, it's not there. You, it's you can do some... two factor from the like the iPhone. Yeah, it's, according it's, to Dan's it's article, it's built into <laughs> iOS and OS ten. It's oh, not okay. on the web. So that's why. Yeah, yeah, it's confusing. It's confusing. Yeah. Um, yeah, they. I mean, I think that two step situation was always kind of a placeholder. Like we're going to implement this. Uh, in a very basic fashion. And so I ran Pre- into a... Prevent future Matt Honanizations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I ran into <laughs> a uh, a problem, not exactly a problem, but a, a hiccup with that when I was setting up my new phone uh, because I tried to um, get a two-factor code. And because it, it is linked directly into the OSs rather than just being by default like a text message, I'd be like, all right, I got to log into my new phone. And I logged into my iCloud account and send me a code. And it's like, well, we can't send you a code to this phone because it's not like set up yet. Um, and it wouldn't send me a code to the old phone because I'd already logged out of the old phone. So I'm like, huh. So I'm using the old phone. I'm using like screens to try and screen share into my Mac at home, figuring the code will pop up there, except it wasn't doing that. <laughs> uh, and so eventually what I realized was you can say I didn't get a code and it will just text it. So it texted it to the yes. new number, which was good. I mean, like if I was in Lex's situation, that would not have worked. But fortunately, right. it already activated the new number on the new phone. So it just sent as a text message instead. Um, but it was just sort of a brief moment of, okay, guys, it feels kind of like you didn't plan for this, even though you're yeah. telling everybody to use this. <laughs> and and the and the specialist who was helping me looked like not confused. That's too too severe, but just more like more of a perplexed. Like I just I don't know what you're doing I right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, every I'm time, of, every I'm time out of I, technology, <laughs> I'm moving to the mountains. <laughs> every time I use two factor, I uh, in like an Apple store or something. It always feels like the employees I'm dealing with just don't even know what it is. <laughs> and that, that, I'm just always like, oh, guys, please. Yeah, it's bizarre to me that they don't do a better job of telling you about two-factor and why you should use it and how to set it up. And also, just totally dopey, they had no migration path 
to do one from the other. Like the fact that you had to write an article about it is, I mean, it was beautifully written. Oh, thank you. But thank you. You should never have had to write that article. Well, it's keeping me in. It's keeping me in work, Lex. Yeah, yeah. You did get fifty bucks out of <laughs> the it. The rough so. edges is really what keeps me going. I just want to uh, uh, late breaking news for our listeners. Um, I switched. During this podcast, from two step to two factor, and when I try to log an iMessage on that, how Mac are your now, Folgers crystals? It uh, <laughs> it was like, hey, you're trying to log. Like I saw the two factor process for the first time, and it immediately, hey, you're trying to log in. Somebody's doing it from Central New Jersey. Is it you? I'm like, yes, phone. That was me on my Mac, and it's like, go for it now. And my Mac replied with, uh, could not sign into iMessage. <laughs> An error occurred during activation. Try again. Well, try I've tried many, many times. Keep trying. Well, you know what's and, weird about those maps? I I think is that the also the the location data on them is not very good because it's imprecise. It's it's extremely imprecise, and and that not just with them, but um, I'm trying to remember. I think it was Twitter too. I was logging into Twitter yeah. uh, accounts on my new phone, and it kept saying like somebody's trying to log in from Georgia, uh, yeah. and I was like, I'm I'm nowhere near Georgia, uh, and uh, that was pretty funny. But the the ones I think the technology it uses for most of these things is like. I think for the the two factor, I don't think it even uses necessarily like Wi-Fi location because you're not. I don't know. There was some reason like you're not logged in or anything. I don't know. It seems like that might be problematic. I think it's just using IP stuff, right? Um, which is extremely unreliable in terms of like reverse tracing, uh, uh, like an IP location because uh, they can basically be anywhere. Um, so yeah, I've frequently gotten places where I've logged in from the coffee shop and it's like, you're in central New Jersey. And I'm like, Lex is in central New Jersey. Hey, I am not in central New Jersey. Uh, that might've been when I was trying to hack into your account. Oh, mm-hmm. I probably shouldn't enter that code then. <laughs> Too late now. Uh, but so I've barely had any time to, um, evaluate my monster phone because I've been too busy being pissed at everything. <laughs> yeah. I, Lex, I, I just don't, I don't want you to be surprised, but have you noticed there's no headphone jack? <laughs> what? <laughs> Son of a... I will tell you that my wife has noticed. <laughs> How did she not know that going in, though? She knew. John didn't tell her. Yeah. She knew. No, no. She was she was well aware. Um, but she, I think she's finding it to be a little harder than she was expecting it to be. It hasn't been <laughs> terrible for me, except for the fact that that adapter problem, which may now have been fixed by this, this update, um, was yeah. really annoying. Just <laughs> came out today. Yeah. I, I, in fact, I did not know about it until I saw your text earlier. Uh, and I was like, oh. I gotta go update to that because that problem sucks. Yeah. What? Oh, Hopefully sorry. that will help. I, I triggered Siri by accident over here. What setting do you put your uh, your home button on, Dan? I'm on three. I started on three. I'm now on two. Really? You went down? <laughs> I. You know what? I thought about it. I was trying both one and two again after he'll be using on, three he'll be for a one by the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what is your What is your feeling on the home button? Uh, I have no problem with it. It's different and. <laughs> We're going we're gonna to share some deep personal things about Lex now. Oh, dear. I, I love buttons in general, and I have a weird <laughs> habit of if I'm holding something with a button where I will push the button as much as possible without triggering it. And that's like just a nervous habit of mine that I've had for as long as I can remember. Anything with a button, I will like push the button to the point of button <laughs> contact without doing it. Can't do that on this my phone. Buttons. Thank you. Can't do that on the new phone. So that I've noticed just in uh, you know a few hours of using this phone successfully that I clearly do with my iPhone all the time. Like I would hover over the home button before I needed it and push it partially and not trigger it, and that doesn't work. Uh, but my brain is already starting to adjust, so it'll be fine. I have no problem with the button. The big question is, how do I feel about this? This giant phone and the answer is i'm not sure yet i don't oh, hate yeah, it right. yeah, but i'm not i am not in love but i don't hate it 
So okay. we'll see. So you're... I'm, 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 I figure I've got to give it at least a week. Uh, T-Mobile lets me trade it in three times a year, so it's fine. Like I, I'm not nervous <laughs> because it went really well when I transitioned to this one. <laughs> yeah, really. What could, what could possibly go wrong? The the thing that's been that I forgot about that I wasn't anticipating uh, because I'm stupid was that it's is, gigantic. Uh, that and the no iPhone jack. Because I've never used <laughs> one of these phones before, I forgot that apps are different on the giant phone. Like in landscape mode, especially. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like the the home screen rotates, which I had yeah. totally forgotten about. It's like an and, it's like an iPad. Right. It's but it's not. I know. Because in the iPad, the dock stays at the bottom, and here the dock moves to the side, and it's like what? hilarious. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> I, yeah. Not not for me. I I do not. I did not buy one of those crazy ass phones. What color is your phone? <laughs> Uh, it is black, but it will soon be in a thin red case. Okay, not jet black, though. <laughs> no, I did matte black, and I, I like it a lot. I like the matte black, too, although I did not get a chance to actually get super close to the jet black one because there was only one on display in the Apple Store, and everybody was crowded around it, and I was like, I, I don't want to waste my time trying <laughs> trying to get in, you know, wedge myself in and get a hands-on with the jet black. But it does, from, from far away, it looked nice. Yeah, no, I'm sure they're good. nice. Yeah. But I have fine. a matte black one, which is fine. It's in a black case. I bought an Apple case, which I almost never do because um, on my 6 and 6S, I just had an Incipio silicone case. I think, honestly, I do think that the Apple case is nicer than that case, even though that case was cheaper. Uh, that case seemed to get a lot more dust inside of it. But because the Apple case has like, um, I don't know if it's like microfibers or like, but it's got like a soft interior, like a felt. You mean the leather, the leather like, Apple No, case? no, it's just the silicone one. The silicone one. But okay. it's just got like a uh, like a fiber, like a felt almost interior. Um, so I think it's there's less room for dust to get in. Um, so it's it's a nice case though. And there was nothing else out at the time, right? Like um, it seemed like the iPhone seven cases had not been thoroughly reviewed or what have you. So yeah. I just just went yeah, with the that. options. Just the options the Apple on case. day one were. <laughs> Incipio and Apple. I, I guess I could have gone caseless. Um, I I still have no case, but I ordered today uh, an Amazon Basics case. So we'll see oh, how that is. Put an Amazon case on your iPhone. It was ten dollars, and it was well reviewed. And I was like, all right, we'll try it. How bad could it be? Worst case, if it's shitty, it was ten dollars. <laughs> Does it say in big letters Amazon Basics on the back? Uh, no, but I do. <laughs> What have we told you about shilling for other companies? <laughs> Actually, speaking of shilling for other companies. <laughs> Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? I do. Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. And I've, of all the things I like about candidates, quality ranks right up there. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses, including mine. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's cheap. By going to ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. One more time. To try for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. Thanks, ZipRecruiter. Uh, so I have a question for you guys about technology stuff. So a, a few weeks ago, uh, I caved. And, I hate it. And that's great. So you hate technology. That helps yes. me a lot. Uh, mm. I caved and bought a Sonos. Yeah. Oh, you did? Wait, I did. How did I, did. I miss this? I don't, it never came up on the show, I feel like, even though I bought it like right after the show one day. <laughs> um, we've been distracted. There's been a lot of other news. 
Um, and so like shitty technology. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, like that. Exactly. Uh, and so I, I guess, so I have not been overwhelmed with love for the Sonos. (gasps) I like podcast is over. (laughs) Well, I'm, I, I guess uh, there are a few things and I'm hoping maybe you guys can help me with the experience because I know you guys are longtime Sonos users and maybe there's things I clicker too. I was going to just say, maybe there out. are things you know that I just, like, power tips that I don't have yet. I bet that's true. Um, and that's, that's, so that's my question, is, like, are there things that I should be doing that I'm not doing? Because one of, one of the things that I ran into, which is a little frustrating, and I gather there's not a super easy way around this, is, uh, like, I tend to listen to podcasts in Overcast, and it doesn't seem like I can do that and, like, send the audio to the Sonos, right? That is correct. That's um, kind of a bummer. The... Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Stitcher <laughs> has somehow, a Sonos integration. Somehow I knew it was going that direction. Uh, I, but the reality is I don't listen to podcasts on Sonos. I use the Sonos for music. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, that's, I don't listen to it. I mean, yeah, n- nobody in the house wants to listen to the podcasts that I listen to. There's there's right. no one else in this house, <laughs> yeah, you, so you this is alone. not a problem. Yeah, I yeah okay. Yeah. And, I, and I happen to have a, a stretch of podcast listening that I needed to do to prep for another podcast. And so... <laughs> I ended up having, I mean, it works with the Apple, if you download stuff in the Apple podcast app on iOS, yes. you can you can access it via Sonos, which is fine. Um, it seems like I, so the in order. The easiest way to get um, your Overcast app to integrate with Sonos is probably to send Marco a couple Sonos speakers. And mm-hmm. then like mm-hmm. once he loved it, then he would probably build the integration because they, I, I believe right. Sonos is open to anybody making integration. It certainly seems like it. Like they have a lot of services that plug into it, which is nice. Including Stitcher. <laughs> <laughs> well, not getting paid enough for that uh, oh my God. Uh, I just want to be clear and this I will get in trouble for the Stitcher integration is so old that the description text in Sonos and you can verify this yourself says hey Stitcher gives you access to more than 5,000 podcasts which while technically true is not an extremely impressive number so I just want to point that out <laughs> um, I was going to say uh for so for example how do you guys primarily like what do you use as your primary music source is it like i mean are you guys both on apple music i can't remember john you're yeah Yeah, okay so what do you what are you primarily streaming like what are you pulling from your itunes library you're pulling for uh, from other streaming services from like rhapsody right napster whatever i have napster and a rhapsody that's correct but then i also have yes i have the nas where i put my itunes music library the wd nas and i gave it both of those and then it also can use your local iphone music library if you've got songs there yeah the downside to that is because i don't download all my music on the iphone Mm -hmm. it only Mm -hmm. lets me stream the stuff that's downloaded yes which is annoying (laughs) yes but do you have no music subscription i don't I oh, really well. don't. I have an Amazon Music one, so I plug that in. But like, that's just for streaming, like Prime Stations and stuff, which is the same stuff that the Echo does. Right. Uh, so no, you should return the Sonos or get a music subscription. <laughs> like I got the I got the Sonos. Oh, okay, I then... should pay. I should pay more money. Is what you're saying yes. to get my thing that I paid a lot of money for to work? <laughs> yes. But no, once I bought the Sonos, um, uh, it was funny. I was yelling at Chris Breen. I'm like, this doesn't really work that well with my local music library. He's like, well, you should get either a network attached storage device or a music subscription. And I got both. So <laughs> that's I do what Chris <laughs> Breen tells me to do. So yeah. I, the basically the ways I've worked around it so far are I've installed the Sonos client on my Mac Mini, which stores yeah. most of my music locally, and I stream stuff off that. Mm-hmm. It also does let me access it. It plugs into Plex. 
and Plex can basically look no at your iTunes library. Um, so that was another option, but that seemed that I was using that until I realized I could just install the Sonos client on my Mac mini. Yeah. Um, there is, I found Jason Snell posted on six colors a while back, a workaround for the overcast problem, which is what I was trying to do, which is there is a, uh, a command line tool that basically lets you send, um, basically like merges airplay with Sonos where you can like then send your output from your computer, like anything, but it's extremely wonky. <laughs> and in yeah. fact, it fucked up a bunch i had to turn it off and uninstall it because it it got to the point where i couldn't see my sonos anymore (laughs) and i was like this is a problem whatever you are doing is clearly interfering with the normal setup of this so i'm just going to uninstall it and then stuff went back to normal i think i mentioned on this show there was a brief period of time when i had a python server situation that was uh, working to allow me to use the echo to trigger the sonos Mm -hmm. um (laughs) it was horrible (laughs) <laughs> like you, it, it made my Sonuses sometimes disappear, or yep, they would all get yep, the same name. Because you only have the one, but I have like multiple, and so they they would share names, or their names would turn into like clearly like unique I, it, uh, device identifiers, like long GUID strings of nonsense. It was bad. So yeah, no, you should just get a music streaming service. That's the answer. well. So here's here's the kind of thing I'm waiting for right now, which is still so part of the reason I got this was the Echo and Sonos integration, which is coming in a private beta later this year i think which i'm oh, gonna try I be on that private beta. I, I know i badly want to be on that private beta uh and i think publicly is coming next year um and so yeah that's kind of one of the major things i want to do and at that point i'm also still super curious about you know this this echo music service that amazon was rumored to launch because i would be i'm i'm curious to see if that works with the sonos because then if i can just pay five bucks a month and have everything streamed to my echo or my sonos seems like you know that solves some of my problems i bet you can't i, was I bet i can't too can't but it would be it would be nice and convenient if it's that like they won't even make an they won't even make an app for the apple tv actually no there there is a maybe way right if you get the if, if it's you just have the shunting dot, audio if you have the dot oh, but you need the play five because there's no input on the play right. one you need to play five or the receiver thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not at the point of spending more money on this. Yeah. Yet. If you spent thousands you of dollars, just, yeah, right. you could save $5 yeah, the problem a month. Is you're not committed to this. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. Uh, the problem is you should be committed. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, so, but, the game. I, and I know John is not in the market for an Amazon echo, but no, is John in the Wait, market for echo, a rumored, for a rumored Apple series speaker, which Bloomberg says is coming next year. Maybe. Well, it's in prototype phase, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I, d- I don't know. <laughs> Why don't I you? I mean, you just don't, you just don't want to look silly when you <laughs> buy that, but not the, the Echo app that we've been giving you so much shit for. <laughs> He's totally going to buy it. it. Depends on what it is. I don't, no, it well, doesn't. No, it doesn't. The thing that Jody and I've designed, you're going to buy it. <laughs> Eventually, I'll buy it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just to be clear, uh-huh. I'm just not sure I would buy the first version. Let's put it that way. What? Are you uh, kidding yourself? We all bought we all bought Apple watches on day one. Okay, yeah, know, listeners, was, spoiler alert: John's going to buy the first one. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first I'm hearing of it. So, like, you know, it's all over the news this morning. This is a Mark Gurman story from Bloomberg. Um, that they're apparently it's in prototype phase at the point where it's probably being like, essentially the, the supposition there was that like Apple execs are using it in their houses at this point. And they talked a little bit about how like the Apple TV had been in use for like a year, uh, in, you know, by Apple employees before they shipped it, which is hilarious because you would have figured they would have found some of the problems in it. (laughs) So I should just go over to Craig's house. 
Yeah, uh, just drop by Craig's or mm-hmm. uh, P. Schiller and uh, say yeah. hey. It's funny because it's just start saying like... hey Siri really loud. Sorry guys, sorry everybody. <laughs> you know, when they use their, um, you know, when they have their new iPhones, they put them in old iPhone cases sometimes, so you can't recognize them. So I bet whatever it is in their house is masked in a different speaker it's, shell. It's in a, so it's in just, a vase. You just got to just walk around <laughs> shouting randomly to see if you can trigger it. That's exactly the right way to do it because you won't find it. You're not going to find it. I'm going to I'm going to empty every vase in Tim Cook's house until I find it. The interesting thing I saw in the, I think in Gurman's story was he talked about um, that they've been experimenting with camera technology too for like facial recognition so they can know who's oh, talking. Who it is? Yeah. I saw something about that and also about like a way to detect people's moods. That seemed weird. Uh, but they also talked about inc- improving Siri to the point where you could basically control your entire phone with Siri, which I think seems like a logical extension and also a huge accessibility win if they can make that happen hey siri activate this fucking phone that they shipped me wow thanks we've triggered everybody's phones at least twice in this podcast so far (laughs) actually speaking of phones and podcasts do you guys see um i think marco had actually tweeted about uh some folks complaining with the new iphone 7 uh that it's using more battery power and he was concluding that if they're listening on the device on speakers uh, because apparently uh, these new, much more powerful speakers use a lot more battery. You guys see that at all? I saw no. the mention of that, but I, I haven't really been using... I use the speakers a little bit just to like test, and I'm like, oh yeah, wow, they're, they're pretty loud. But I don't generally listen to stuff on speakers unless I'm in a situation where there's no other option. Oh, you're a great candidate for Sonos. <laughs> <laughs> it's good thing he's already got one. <laughs> he said he doesn't listen to speakers. I'm returning it. Screw you guys. <laughs> Uh, will you sell it used? Uh, yeah, for a ten percent markup. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm, so I, sign I, it. Usually, I plug in my iPhone during the day just because I don't want it to get below fifty during the workday. But look today, at I'm just look at this guy. I'm going to let it run and see what happens because I want to see if this plus uh, battery is worth all the hype. I'm installing the iOS update right now as we speak, but it's not I, getting plugged in. It's just you drain that battery, baby. We'll see what happens. Hmm. So I know. So you're really just going to return it? No, I'm not going to return this. I'm not going to return the Sonos. I I like okay. it. I just am, I haven't yet hit the point where I'm getting so much use out of it that I'm blown away by it. Like okay. it's a very nice piece of hardware. Um, I I appreciate that it seems to yeah. have been very reliable in terms of the stuff that I have streamed. Um, I guess I'm yeah, kinda, I'm kind of spoiled <laughs> by the Echo just in terms of being able to say play this thing and mm-hmm, it just plays mm-hmm. that thing. I used That's to have right. some trouble with the Sonos and then like a couple. I mean, but that was a long time ago, and now the up, the updates since then have made it extremely smooth. And then on last Saturday we had some friends over and I was streaming some music from it, and all of a sudden it just started skipping songs. It was just like wow. <laughs> the next one I was like, so what the hell is going on? And I get my my phone out and i'm looking at the thing and, I'm, and then all of a sudden it hits me and i look into the living room and hank's sitting there with his iphone <laughs> <Just scared. laughs> so, so what he's you're kidding. saying is don't... and I, look, I glare at him and he looks at me and smiles and he's like i got the sonos app <laughs> 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 yeah lex you, you know what little... this lex this opens up a possibility have any of your kids been logging into imessage <laughs> I'm, I'm working on a theory that children basically are the biggest bane to technology <laughs> i think that's pretty much proven out by everything yeah i'm willing to uh to agree to that yeah um, so that uh, got deleted uh, okay smart that's the really thing that, and funny. actually you know the thing i found that is it, i can't the one thing i wish that i could do is i mean he's not gonna he's not i mean he'll probably do it again at some point but he's not gonna do it for a while um 
there's no like there's no way to put a password or anything on it right right so i can't stop him from doing that <laughs> you might have to I mean, talk to him that's... I, could, I could take him off the network i mean the goal of the goal of children is to eventually render their parents obsolete right so like he's just getting there faster <laughs> getting, yeah yeah that's fine um yeah so i I like it i just haven't got the point if i had a bigger house and was doing the multi-room audio thing i think that there would definitely be more compelling use case for me but in the small apartment you know that sonos can pretty much i can hear it from anywhere in the house except my bedroom and that's that's pretty much it have you ever uh had an airplay speaker yeah it was terrible i threw it out i literally threw it out (laughs) one of the best advantages like one of the best ways to find sonos appealing is to move to it from airplay which is horrible oh it is it is it's just terrible and like you know the only reason so i put it in the living room because i have the echo in the kitchen and i have the dot in my office and not that i use the the dot for like audio playback really but um you know i it's it seems like from the living room which is pretty central that like it can reach most of the places in the house um, I did, at, you know what, honestly, as we're long we're on the speaker topic, at uh, at a suggestion from Marco, actually, I ended up picking up a $12 Bluetooth speaker that's waterproof for the shower um, that has like a suction cup on the back and you just stick it to the, the shower wall. Mm. Uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> I start like, I can, what I can is now... the name of this $12 Bluetooth speaker? Uh, I will look suction. it up for you. Yeah. Um, okay. thank you. But it, it's not bad. Um, and it, the sound is pretty decent, especially because it's in the, the showers, right? So you get like the resonance and everything like it echoes. the acoustics in there are fantastic. they're great but you can hear it's loud like that's the, that's the key thing um and for me anyways it means that i can listen to podcasts while i'm in the shower rather than just i have a radio like in, that i've had in there for forever basically but it's nice to have the option to be like oh i was in the middle of listening to this podcast mm-hmm. uh, i guess i will use this now um it's called yeah, the I have sound the, box. I have the skosh boom thingy um, which this is pretty good. This is the SoundBot SB five one seven, and it's okay. so it's like a little round speaker. It's nothing fancy, but it like you know you stick it to the wall and you turn it on, and and it's pretty it's pretty simple, and it works fine. And so it's it's a nice uh, and twelve twelve ninety nine. You can't really argue with That's the price. Pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, um, it was, which number SoundBot SB five one seven was the one I got. Five one seven, not five seven one. Uh, five one seven. Huh okay there's it comes in a bunch of different colors i just what a great way for them to name these speakers by the way (laughs) (laughs) i Uh, I have a sonos in the master bathroom that i point towards the shower when i'm in it i turn the volume up really really loud but this this might be a better option it's i mean yeah it works fine it's nothing special but it it, it gets the job done so throw that out there um before we go you guys want to talk about twitter getting getting bought sure which hasn't happened yet, but there are many. It has many suitors right now. Uh, if you got to pick, should we start a pool? Who do you want in this pool? Because so far we have Salesforce, God, uh, Google, and Verizon. None of the above. It feels like the kind of thing Microsoft would swoop in and get at the last minute, like they did with LinkedIn. I feel like Microsoft might be a better home for it than any yeah. of those places. I, I, th- I feel like I'd rather see them on it than any of those. I, I just but. Salesforce makes zero sense to me, and uh, I was reading the Recode analysis, and they were just saying like they think it's just like them having fun essentially because that's the, their CEO is a little wacky. Um, Google, I can totally understand why Google wants it because they've failed every time they try to build a social network. So why not just buy one? Um, them and Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Verizon. 
uh, maybe they decided they don't want Yahoo anymore after that 500 million password <laughs> breaches. And they're just like, you know what? What if we just buy Twitter instead? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's the end times is what I said. <laughs> you did say that. Uh, the problem is anybody who buys, it's going to want to make more money from it. And there's no way to make more right. money from it without making it worse. <laughs> right. Right. Maybe we should just like send it to like a, a nonprofit or something. <laughs> It would be nice if a really rich. <laughs> See, person I think it should be it. nationalized, <laughs> like a, like the water. Or, I suggested yeah. this years ago that they should that it should be, you know, the government should just um, eminent, annex it. eminent domain, eminent domain, right? And uh, and then uh, it's a it's a it's a public good, like C-SPAN. Yeah, except, right. Except with more trolls. <laughs> except <laughs> except with. <laughs> a lot of assholes. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if you watch C-SPAN. Well, the people who call in to C-SPAN are pretty much the same. <laughs> Uh, also, have you seen the Congress on the C-SPAN? There's a lot, oh, of, yeah. a lot of assholes already. I, I try not to watch. I can't. I can't bear it anymore. <laughs> I'm getting too old for that. Indeed, that's good. I'm glad that that makes uh, excellent podcasting there. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, you could also listen to Pandora on your Sonos. <laughs> I tried that, but I couldn't remember my account, and then I realized maybe I don't have one. They're I mean, free. I, I, think, I know. I'm I mean, lazy. I think the combination, like I've said before, I think the combination of Apple Music and the and the Sonos is really, really good. Um, Honestly, I think the combination of any paid streaming music service. Well, and, and that's the thing. Yeah, there's maybe, too, and there's maybe that's so true. many of them, and the I just I don't. I, I I haven't made a commitment yet because there's uh, Spotify too. Um, so many options. That's the sequel to Spotify. Yeah, it's Electric <laughs> Boogaloo. <laughs> I just I don't know which uh, which music service to, to this throw my allegiance to. Well, many of them give free trials. It sounds like you've probably already done your Apple Music free trial, but just do a free trial on another one. See if you like it. That's a good idea. In That's fact, I think idea. if you sign up for some of those music streaming services via Sonos, you get special discounts. Really? Yeah, I think that there's some kind of thing. If you tap on the, I don't know if they still call it Rhapsody or if they call it Napster in the Sonos app, but I think if you go into it, they'll be like, hey, if you don't yeah, have one, Sonos subscribers get a free three-month trial or some uh, nonsense like that. Uh, That's how I first tried Rhapsody uh, as memory serves. Hmm. I'm interested. Hmm. I'll have to check that out. And it's funny because I was like, there's no way we're going to use a music subscription streaming service, but we'll try this stupid Sonos free trial. And then Lauren and I are using it like, well, I guess we have to pay for this shit now. That's, see, that's <laughs> yeah. how they get you, right? It is. That's it's, what happened to me with Apple Music. It's I the was drug against, model. I was against streaming for ages. Chris and Breen and I used to fight about this a mm-hmm. long time ago. And yeah, and then, I, and then I, you know, I was swept away in the new order. Yeah. Stupid yeah. progress. Yeah. Stupid progress indeed. Right? Yeah. Uh, I say we go backwards. <laughs> Fuck this going forward thing. I'm going to carve myself a music streaming service out of wood. <laughs> well, I am going back into the time when uh, iMessage didn't exist on my computer. <laughs> oh, it's Lex. It's fine. You know what? Give up on iMessage. We're all over on Allo now. <laughs> God. <laughs> Well, if we're going to talk about Allo for one second, I'm just going to say Tidbits uh, mentioned they're not going to review it because it has so many privacy concerns. That seems kind of nonsense-ish to me, and I like everybody who works at Tidbits to a man or woman, but uh, that seems weird because like, we review email apps, and email is inherently insecure. <laughs> Yeah, just I ask the president. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't get it. Like I signed up for it, and I wasn't like immediately like, "Oh no, all my information is now gone." It's like I'm just not going to text anything over this that I, you know, care about essentially. Uh, and it was for the purposes of looking at it. But I also found the problem was well, at least when I installed it the other day, and it had just launched, it was fucking wasteland. There wasn't anybody there. <laughs> so, I had the same problem. And it's like, well, 
I'm not going to use this. I already talked to all these people. I'm not going like, to go go through the motions of setting up an entirely different messaging service to talk to the same people I already talked to. That yeah. seems crazy. So I tried. I played around with the Google Assistant thing for a while, um, which was your like, best friend. No, because it's just like, why wouldn't I just do a Google search for this? I don't understand. Why do I? Why do I want to talk to like a search engine that's pretending to have a personality? <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> it is weird. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not going to definitively say that this has happened because I'm going to keep giving it time. But there's at least a 72 percent chance that this uh, iOS update for the you know phones and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, is breaking my phone because it just will not move that progress bar at all. Uh, it, it, takes, it takes a long time. Great. I'm sure it's stay fine. down here on the podcasting dungeon. I'm not going back upstairs. It seems like it's gotten pretty. <laughs> it seems like murdered. it's gotten pretty dangerous. <laughs> I think maybe you should give up. I uh, yeah. So uh, the uh, the grid is looking worse and worse for you, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm off it. Just out. I'm done. That's it. All right. We're well, done. it's been real. Yeah. Hi, Siri. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what the... Uh, uh, I guess I, I don't even remember what we're talking about. <laughs> Sonos speakers. I totally lost the, lost the thread on that one.